Okay, good evening. So, she got the last class, and she had a lot of questions, a lot of feedback afterwards from people. So, it, can, it happens to be this is a super duper important uh, topic. And as you remember, if you learned last week, learned the Rambam, when the three approaches, two of them being uh, incorrect, Thonagata. And then I, we learned to Gemara and Megillah, just to illustrate how the Chsam Sefer learned that Gemara about Abaye. Or if you remember correctly, so we had the how the Chassam Soifer illustrated how the Rambam's Kasa Shlishi understood, understood Agatha, that much of Agatha is certainly not to be taken uh, literally. Uh, and, uh, and, and people who are great understand that Agatha, albeit it's 100% true, and, and if, you don't, if, you, if you push Agatha away, you're missing the boat, uh, there are ways to understand it. So really, the Ramchal his Mamar al Hagadosh fleshes out and really, uh, I would say, almost, I wouldn't say reiterates, but cooperates and with a little bit more uh, groups uh, shows how the Rambam applies in all cases. So the, the Ramachal has this piece called Mamar al Hagadosh. It, it's published in at least three places. I first saw it in a book called Sefer Hamaymarim, which is published off. 45 years ago. Uh, it, this, I got this online, an online copy, and that was, it's, this was, it says, Hotza Ava Varsa Tafresh Tadivav. The Derech Hashem, that was pro- published in Warsaw 100 years ago, has an appendix called Mamar al and, and in many, in the Vilna Enyakov, does anyone know what Enyakov is? Everyone know what Enyakov is? Enyakov is a safer that people study that has all the Agaratas. It calls all the only the Agatas of Shas. So there's an Enyakov on all of Shas. I think we have it somewhere here. Uh, it's, it's on all of Shas, and it takes only the Agatas. And then there's commentaries on those uh, those uh, Agatas. Okay. So in many of the Enyakov, since it's all about Agatha, they bring the Ramchal's introduction, a mimer. On Agatha. So when you're learning the Ein Yaakov, you know how to learn Agatha correctly. Interestingly, someone last week uh, told me that they had been learning Ma'am Loez. You, no, not you. You don't do Ma'am Loez? Are you a Ma'am Loez person? Uh, uh, so, uh, what does it translate to? Ma'am Loez was a, it's a safer. It's a, it was a Ladino safer written by Rabbi Yaakov Kuli. It was the most popular safer, really, in uh, Turkey, in Turkish Jewry, in Greece, in Salonika for many years. And even today, it's quite popular. There's a translated copy there. Rabbi Arya Kaplan learned Ladino specifically to translate Ma'am Loaz into English. Okay? He didn't want to take the Hebrew. He, went, he didn't want to translation of translation. He learned Ladino. Now, it helps if you're a super of IQ <laughs> to do that. But he was so careful about the translation, he learned Ladino to do it. So the person told me he was reading Ma'am Loaz, which is all his medrashin, is actually bothering him. It was bothering him. Because some of the measures just didn't make sense. And how that class was super-duper important in giving him perspective how to understand Agatha. So the Ramchal also is going to do this. I'm not sure if we'll finish tonight, but we'll certainly get... Uh, and if we don't finish tonight, hopefully I'll do it next week or the week after. Or, or on Labor Day. So the Ramchal says as follows. Hamamarim b'hagadus yishalku l'shnei minim. Okay. Maimar on Agadas are broken down into two basic types. 
two types of of agata kamaras. Ha'echad klal hamamarim. One are um, the mamarim halumudim, which are like the uh, the didactic explanations, teach you lessons. Vashini habiurim or interpretive. I have a pasuk in agata. We'll elaborate on that pasuk. There's two tips. There are didactic lessons, and there are interpretive agatas. Halamudim. The Lemudium, the didactic, teaches us either about the divine or Musr. Think like Pirkeovos. Pirkeovos is non halachic. It's giving you Musr. It's very simple agata. Okay? You would not call Pirkeovos halacha. Right? It's Mishnayis, but you would call it agata. And it's very simple Musr things. Uh, I mean, with a lot of depth, but. We're okay, so you learn Chagiga, you learn you learn Chagiga, you learn all about the Maisim or Kava. That's um Hamashir you borrow uh and the Bi'ur and the interpretive explain the Psukim in the twenty four books of, of, of Tanakh. If it's the Musr type of didactic Agarata, there's nothing to talk about. Everyone understands why you need to learn Derech Eretz, or you have Pirki Avos. Like Derech Eretz Rabbah has lots of these type of things. And its benefit is, is manifest. We understand that these Agata Gamaras are very, they teach us lessons about how to live life. Nobody's making a mistake. Remember I said last week, or two weeks ago, when I said, you would show some of these Agata Gamaras to your friends in the high tech world. They think you're out of your mind. You show it to your irreligious relatives, they would think you, you're you're crazy. They would they would see these gemaras in, 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 in the middle of Baba Basra of Rabba Baruchana, you know about mermaids or are you learning uh, about uh, other things? And they'd say this is gibberish. I remember I talked about how if you would go into Google and you read a code and you don't know what the code is, you think it's gibberish, but really it's the, it's the code to make the program work. And if you don't understand the code, so. By by Pirkei Avos, as I mentioned then, I told I told you how I learned Pirkei Avos in Pirkei University of Pennsylvania. Did I tell you the story? Whenever I would learn with beginners, I'd always learn Pirkei Avos because it's so, and people could be blown away. In fact, when I started this uh, this club, when I was in law school, what did I do? I told you I told story. I told the story before, right? How did I start? I started a club when I was in University of Pennsylvania. You can do this, by the way, in San Jose State. I, or I started when I was in law school. I'm walk, I'm looking around. I get to law school. I come out of Lakewood Yeshiva get to, to there, and literally dozens of kids, Jewish kids around me are dating Goyim. I'm like, I couldn't believe it. And I grew up with, in my beach, I've seen it, but like, all around me, I'm trying to, what could I do? And, and, and as I've said this before, like, in my year, eight of the ten top feeder schools were the eight Ivy League schools, New York University, and YU. That was the top ten feeder schools in the University of Pennsylvania Law School. The eight Ivies, NYU, and YU. Uh, so you had Orthodox kids. Of the 240 kids, 80, 80 were Jewish, approximately. And all of, you have a class of mostly intelligent kids, upper middle class, most of them. And they, and they know nothing about Judaism, so of course they're dating Goyim. I'm looking at what in the world could I do here? So I decided I would take the three coolest guys, like literally the three coolest jock 
guys one of them had a pie in university in Ireland like you know one's grandfather owned a major law firm a really wealthy kid and, uh, and, and another guy who ends up running Teach for America in, in the mid-Atlantic and I said let's study okay I took them in the middle of the library in the University of Pennsylvania and I started studying weekly with these guys in the middle of the library so everyone would see me uh, now the cool Lukins is you had the three coolest guys because if they do it it's cool, right? If I would have got three, you know, not as cool, not as, you know, it'd be less exciting for people. So eventually this grew to really big. But what I did is I learned Elvis with them, and they were blown away. They were literally blown away. Because Elvis, you could take Elvis to a Jew, Gentile, anyone. It's, that's not, that, that, that's, everyone understands that's, that, that's great stuff. I mean, people eat that up, and the commentaries, it's, it's, it's not esoteric, it's not in code language. So the Rambam says we don't have to really talk about that because that's evident. You can learn Avos with anybody. You can learn you can learn Derech Eretz Rabba with anybody. There's many midrashim which talk about um, you know things which are are self-evident and they're they're deep chachma, they're deep wisdom. But then the, anyone who thinks about these things will come to agree, and it makes a lot of sense. Uh, so he says, no one's going to make mistakes. But what we will talk about, says the Ramchal, where people make critical errors, like the Ramam said last week, Anagata is mina limudim alokim, things which are about divine topics. In Ikvaryadata, he says, Shumashi, Hemilu Chazal, Lichtov Divrei Torah Shabbat This is very important, by the way. What the Ramchal says is that when the Chazal wrote down the Torah Shabbat why do they write it down? And then the Ramam says this in his introduction to uh, Mishnah Torah, to the, the, the Yad Chazaka. He explains why Chazal wrote down Torah Shabbat. And Ramchal does this as well. We know that the oral law was forbidden to write down. They saw that the people during the, during the exile... When was the when was Mishnah written down? Approximately? Mishnah, not Gemara. About so it started about one eighty and by about two hundred approximately. So Bar Kokhba happened uh one thirty five. Okay. So the 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 Hadrian for the next several years afterwards was vicious. Ah, then by about one f- late, one about one fifty, got better, and then it went down again. Okay, so they saw the Roman Empire rising. It was only a f- shortly afterwards that uh, the Christianity starts to really spread in the Roman Empire. We go longer till there were the, the sages, the Yushalayim hit was destroyed. Judaism was no longer centralized in Israel. Okay, people because of the Galas were forgetting the Khalifa Sasmanim and it. Times were changing, but and also people's memories started to fade. You know why we're farther away from Sinai? Our intellectual memories fade, and therefore people's depth of understanding Torah, spiritual things, became limited. Uh, therefore, they saw the Torah was being forgotten. The safer Pirshmitz is cool. Therefore, because Eislas is Lashem, if not now, then never. He had to write it down to make sure that the Torah was lost. And they put the Gemara, that we should have it forever. 
Vuklal HaMishnah Vigmar. Eventually, uh, by the 5th century, the, the Talmud Bavli was being uh, edited and put, and put out. Right, The Jerusalem Talmud stops around the, a few years after the calendar came out when Hillel, it's about 363, was the, around 363, uh, was the calendar, something about three, in the mid uh Decade in the 360s, Jerusalem Talmud stops. That's Christianity had already spread. The persecutions in, in Israel were overwhelming, and therefore they put down Shas, both Bavli and Shami. But then the Ramachal says, When we think about it and you see, what were, what were Chazal worried about when they wrote down Shas? Al Chilik Hamitzus, Roy Haya. They should also have been concerned about the sister, the, the secrets of Torah, and all the fundamentals of divinity. So we, but what they did for the mitzvahs, the halachic part, would not work for what we call agadata. Okay, you, it wouldn't be the same system. And as a klal. Right? If we write down all of Masechah Shabbos, and all the laws of Shabbos, and all the 39 Malachas, and all of Muksa, and all of telling the laws of, of Gentle, there's no possible mistake. But the depths of Torah, the Soydus of Torah, for, there are two reasons why it can't be readily available for anybody. Okay, number one, number one, loy mitzad yakar hamuskelis. Number one, this is the most precious wisdom. This is the depths of wisdom. So you don't share real wisdom like this with any stranger on the street. You know, like these. You know, forgetting the fact that the Kabbalah Center uh, is a bogus, literally bogus. You know. Uh, a, a, the, what they do have, I mean, they do have some Kabbalistic things they teach, I and mean, they're selling it to Madonna and to every other, you know, low life in Hollywood. I mean, is that who you give the, the state secrets to? You know, this is what you're, yeah, and, and people who people who have no appreciation for it. Yeah, I, I went to Apple; they're wor- so worried about giving over their secrets. You're not giving you give away. Yeah, again, these people don't understand that they abuse it. But Lomitzad income. So one is because it's precious, and not another two people don't get it. And says the Ramchal, um, says the Ramchal, Imitzad Yekaram, because of the preciousness, Ink Voido Shalhaboira, Shimsur Sisra Biade, Anshimisrais. It's not honorable to teach the. When you learn by the Kabbalah, the Zohar is a work of Agatha. It's, it's, it's a specific work of Agatha, but it's Agatha. Right? It's also given over at Sinai. Getting talk about how Hashem deals with the world, how Hashem interacts with the world, um, and I told uh, I I told my kids you suddenly close the window. I don't know if they watch our. Oh, you know, I think we're doing something. Our eating or whatever. We're doing. The whole street doesn't need to watch how we're eating. Well, the sort of uh, you know, with desire you get a view into Hashem. You can't get you can't get the full understanding. You get a view into the house. Now, you, you see a little how God deals with the world at some level, which we can understand. That's really sublime things. You let, do you invite anyone to, I mean, I know we lack, you know, 
it's Nias today, but you let anyone go into your bedroom, let anyone go into your house. Some things, you know, it's only trustworthy people. You, you, you know, the desire is so deep. The works of Agadata talk about such sublime things, such important things, the essence of Torah. It's not for people to understand, but Philo, it says that and even if they're academically smart, or even if they have, they, they, have they, they know stuff, but they're lacking in refinement and in mitzvahs, they should not be accessing this kind of information. That's mitzad yikaram. That's because these things are so precious. I got the mitzad amkam, and if we're going to talk about the depth of these things, these are very esoteric matters. These are really deep things below, and we'll see soon how the Ramchal says there will be apparent contradictions. You have a Gemara here that says this, a Gemara here that says this, God that says this, and it's all God that talk about really important fundamentals of faith very often, or fundamentals of how a Jew lives, or priorities. Um, to really understand this, you know. These portions of a god to how they, which give the Jew a veltanshank, a worldview, a nation zachi I think have to be pure uh, of seichel, which means pure intelligence, not biased. Umelumadim b'darachem ayin hetev, and they have to know how to understand Gemara, what the Gemara is saying, and to get the vibrations of it, and have the gefil, the, the the subtle feelings of what the Gemara is saying and what it's not. And if people who have thick-headed read it, or they don't study it correctly, they'll have these, the most sublime topics, and they'll make terrible errors. They'll make terrible mistakes. They'll learn these Gemaras in the wrong way, and they'll walk around with a completely wrong understanding of Torah. And I mentioned this last week when I was on the Ramah. I see people coming on Dafya with me. Uh, and even if they don't admit it, they read a Gemara in Sanhedrin. Sounds outlandish. Outlandish. And they walk around thinking, like, you know, they, it makes them question Chazal. <laughs> or, or it makes them think, oh, this, this sounds absurd. And really, that Gemara is teaching you the most sublime things in the world. It's a little bit better today because the art schools very often have at least the footnotes. You see there's something... There's some meaning. But you get a you get a person reading a Gemara without anything and they just walk around, they get up, they don't understand what they're reading. And they have the wrong impression. And if people, if you access, so, yeah, this, the ideas are so, so long, if people make mistakes, it's so critical uh, that, that Chazal wanted to make sure it's not down to the wrong thing. Okay. Gamru. So Chazal, when they're, when they're because of the Gullahs, decide to write down the Agadic Parts of Torah Shabbat Pev. They decided to write it down because there had to be a recording of it. It should be lost. But they put it in hidden fashion. And with riddles. The Rambachal says that the only person who could truly grasp the works of God, if you have to have the keys, the keys, how to open, right, the keys, the haklalim shebehem yuvnu haramazim, to get all of the hints, and all of the, 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 
the the riddles. Mishlo nimso lo amavtechas. And if you try to understand it afterwards, and you don't have these keys, it's going to be like a closed book, and you it, it won't be like understanding at all. It's like literally going in front of programming code. You can bring the smartest real estate guy in the world, and doesn't know the first thing about programming. A brilliant guy, and you show him this, and he's like, what is this? You know, what in the world is this? It doesn't make sense. It, it, it's, it, you, you say, say, show sign language to a person. Uh, right, exactly. And it was encrypted to make sure that the wrong people don't access it. May I ask a question? Yeah. With the first opinion, how could they say that there's even a chance that you could take these things which are so, so esoteric and explaining in a way that was easily accessible to people who should be learning it? Surely if you could do that, then they, they wouldn't have had depth to begin with. You know, the, listen, I'll, I'll tell you a bad and a good. So the, the Kabbalah said there's taking Kabbalistic ideas and selling it, you know, and it's just and, 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 and you know, all these things and selling it. So they're selling it on a, on a dumbed-down level. And But then you have, like, you have a guy like Rabbi Tatz, and so I mentioned this like a week ago, I was talking about Rav Moshe Shapiro. The first year, how Rav Moshe Shapiro understands the Shmuel HaNagid and Rav Haigon, and we did the, Rav Dessler's approach to that. I mentioned Rav Moshe Shapiro. He's one of the greatest students of Dessler and a, and a big buck in the morale. So Rav Moshe Shapiro is a rabbi of Rabbi Tatz. All Rabbi, Rabbi Tatz, all his things came from Rav Moshe Shapiro, who was... Tamavuk of uh, of Dassler. So Rabbi Tatz is taking very Salam ideas and making it accessible. People don't realize when they're hearing these things. He's taking Maral's <laughs> that's what he's doing. And expounding it for the common man. Now, he happens to be doing most of them are the ethical morals. Right? Once in a while he'll bring in some other but you know, because he, he has the ability to message it. But if it's just an open book, so you have a good Rabbi Tatz and you have another guy selling the wrong ideas in the same way and they can message it in the, in, in the wrong you know look at Tikkun today look what the reform movement did to Tikkun Olam they, they made it like the the mitzvah and everything else goes by a side because of Tikkun Olam it's abused so what would happen is if it was accessible to anyone they'd bring this get this is what God wants and they'd bring metaphors of God and all this type of stuff right so what to block that Chazal put it, but it's not easily accessible for people uh, to, to understand. And even what's out there, even today and online, would you can theory get... I looked at once at Wikipedia on their, on their sites on Kabbalah. They actually have a ton of stuff. I'm like, I was blown away. I think I looked at it when I was doing... At one point I looked at it. I don't remember. I think it was when I was doing my history classes. I think see what they had on it. But what's what was out there. Um, they had a lot of stuff. Um, but even that, you, you don't... It's like, you know, I, I forgot who it was. What was the famous ar- archaeologist who went to Hopkins? Very famous archaeologist went to Hopkins. Uh, with an A, I'm blanking. Oh, hit me. Very, very world-famous archaeologist. This is about dec- this was decades ago, and he sees walking in Hopkins, and he sees two students from Neri Yisrael Yeshiva studying in the Hopkins library. They were doing night school on Hopkins, and they were learning Gemara. And he walks by them. And like, he says, you all have heard of him. You, everyone's heard of him. He's very famous. And he says to them, you know, I've tried, I've learned Aramaic, and I still can't understand your Gemara. And here's the thing, if you don't know how the Gemara works, Chakalataria, you can, you can be a brilliant guy. I remember when I, was in, when I went to Torah in Philadelphia, you have these, Philadelphia has a disproportionate amount of, uh, 
uh, it has some of the best universities in the country, and it's the second largest university town after Boston. You have Penn, Drexel, Bryn Mawr, Temple. You, I mean, so you have, I think the neighborhood I, my next to me had the highest amount of PhDs, I think, at one point, in a large area. I mean, not the most in the country. So you have these guys coming in from Gamar who are not religious or just starting to come. And they have a 20-year-old kid who will be light years ahead of them. I mean, like light years ahead of them, Harvey Gamara. And it's not just brains, it's not even skill, it's, it's learning how to understand how Gamara thinks. Right, so you can't. So when you're doing Gemara, you don't understand it. it sounds you don't get it. It just doesn't doesn't go. So they did this in Kabbalah, in Agata, much more so than the Gemara. If the, if the keys to Gemara are skill set, the keys to Agata are much greater than that. It's a much higher encryption than Gemara, and even Gemara has an encryption. And the Gemara's encryption it doesn't spell it out here. It's also to give everyone an ability to mischadish in Gemara to have. Chidushim, they made it in a way that it had multiple levels of understanding, but the encryption for Agarita is at a much uh, higher uh, bar. Rav Chalan says that if you don't have the keys, you don't, you're not going to understand it. You had to have a, a Masorah, how to understand it. You had to have a, a, a Masorah, how to read it. Who do they teach this to? These keys? Uh, to the proper students. Students that they had uh, confidence of, that would not uh, put it online and, and sell it to the masses who are not ready to hear it or wouldn't appreciate it. I mean, can you imagine uh, having Kabbalah? You know, you have five tank top girls over here and a guy's leaning on a chair having a Starbucks. That's how you learn God's Torah. That that's that's a bizarian, right? or people who who are crooked. Right? They're going to use these ideas for crookedness. Um, and they told everybody. You know what's amazing? Last week when I asked whoever heard the Rambam's Hakdama to Chelik. So a guy like Gideon Klein was here, who was talking, we were talking about it Friday night, and he told me, you know, he never learned it. I mean, he was in yeshiva since he was a little kid, right? So he, he, I don't know how many Gemaras he learned in Agarata, probably hundreds of Dapim, and he never learned it. I mean, which means, even the Ramam's Hakadama, they didn't learn. So, uh, you can read all kinds of Agathas and have the wrong impressions, right? You, you told me also last week, it was eye-opening. Uh, that you cannot read Agarata simplistically. It's Srichem Limud. Right? You gotta understand it. Uh, if, you, if you get close to them and you don't have the keys, you're gonna make mistakes. And again, it's not like everyone's become a shop type city, which you could become, by the way, if you read the Zaihar or works a couple in the wrong way. Right? We're talking about people just walking around, as I mentioned last week, not appreciating a buy of a rabbi. I think that they said stupid things. That's a t- terrible loss. Or, or going ahead and telling people the Gemara means this and sounding like an idiot to people. Like, I'll show you the Gemara. Now, it's, even the Shul, it's not, you can sound idiotic, let alone on, in, in work or to your family or to anybody else. And who is the idiot? As the Rambam says, you think you're, you're giving Kavada Torah. Really, you're embarrassing the Torah. <laughs> you're, embar- you're making the Torah sound dumb. And really, it's the most lofty t- t- thing. So if you don't have the keys, 
you're going to make me says, If you come into a Gada knowing that it's in code language and it's in riddles, uh, if you don't follow this, and you're going to read things literally, or in the wrong way, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to damage yourself. You'll say crazy stuff. you understand the God in crazy, in crazy ways. Okay. Now, now that I'm chal, well, now I, I, I know Moshe Shapiro said today, we don't have the keys fully. We have the fragments of the keys. But the Ramchal had the keys. If you read the words of the Ramchal, you're okay. The Maral had the keys. If you want to understand the Gadatas, read the Ramchal. Maharal. Right? The Maral had the keys. He understood how to understand the Gadata. You don't only have to be Maharal. Right? We, Moshe Shapiro himself has tremendous explanations to the Gadata, and he can bring proofs. But he's not the Maharal, right? Uh, he, he's the biggest buck in the Maharal. So if you don't understand something, you should, it, 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 the, the code at least we see what they have to say. Yes? So is it described that they have or is it a process? When we say that they have the keys to understand it, is it a wrong Kiddush that allows them to understand it? Or do they have like a knowledge set that allows them to They have the parameter. They have the, it's both. It's kind of like Shas. They know the method to unencrypt and they know where the leeway is of understanding. Right? There's, there are There is room for Kiddush, obviously, and I got to touch, just like there is an... So the, number one is, as I mentioned, the encryption is a much higher level, so they know how to unencrypt. And then, since there are parameters which are acceptable, and there there are still shivim panam latayra, seventy fast Torah is not just in halachic; it's in the Gata portions. They're able to say what is acceptable in this. But you know, when you talk about a geshet sarmaoid, the narrow bridge of life, you know, the narrow bridge in Hilcha Shabbos is you can do tshuva for it. If you're if you have the wrong ideas. You know, you have the wrong ideologies. That's the worst. I always say, person has the wrong hashkafas. I'm not talking about what kind of yarmulke they wear. I'm not hashkafas of broad Judaism. Right? You have the wrong hashkafa. That is much more problematic than any one deed or any wrong halacha. Because you, you know, a guy, let's say, walks on knowing halacha wrong, which is terrible, right, and damaging. But you know what? You point it out to him, he feels terrible, he does chufa, and he goes on for, for he fixes it. You have the wrong worldview. You have the wrong understanding of God. You have the understanding of the purpose of life. You're in big trouble. <laughs> you missed the boat over there. That's like serious stuff. You think God is one thing. God, you think God... Is, I, I, I was with somebody the past week. I'm not joking. I, 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 it's crazy to me. And the person... I, I love the person. He, the person asked me about Olam didn't have the foggiest idea what Olam Abba was. What the foggiest idea what Olam Abba was. You know, they could take a spaceship to see Olam Abba. Okay, I'm not talking about a bad person. Is that such a big? That's such a big deal. Are we supposed to have a specific idea? Of you, should have, you should have. You should have an idea. Yeah, it's one. Of, it's a Mason. Is one of the thirteen principles of faith. Well, but to know that there is, but to also know that we can't possibly understand that. So you know, there, it, it, it depends how it plays out. Really, you know, if you let's put it this way, when you have wrong ideas like this, like if you think uh, the world is flat. And I think it's a Torah, and the world's round, so you can be damaged. Hey, right? when things don't go your way, you can be damaged. You understand? No, but is there, like, if, if you, let's say you just simply understand that the Nishama separates from the goof and goes somewhere you can't so, possibly again, understand. Again, all these, it, it's possible, yes, possible. My point is, if you have wrong worldviews, it's not even a worldview, it's just a wrong understanding of, of what Olam Haba is. 
right? It's problematic because you can I mean, have wrong understandings of, of the world, right? and some will have greater nafkaminas than others, right? If you don't under, appreciate, like I gave you like a Mara last week called the Baye Lemar Megillah how the Chassam Seif learned it. So besides, if you don't understand that Gemara, you think a bai saying a silly thing, or you know, like like a Dr. Seuss book. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, eating sixty plates and they lick the plate. I mean, the whole thing's not like you know, like you know, it's a Dr. Seuss like all the plates, you know, like go up. That's what it sounds like. But the Chassam Soifer, when you learned the Gemara, taught you a tremendous insight. I always think I'm like in a war zone that things go off. It's the reading the Shemara. Ah, okay. So, so. So by the way, it's a good thing. It's like a god. There's an encryption there. I had no idea what it was. <laughs> I thought it was one thing. It meant something else. You said eight fifty-two. Yeah. Okay. So the, the, the Ramchal says if you do, if you learn if you go into this in the wrong with the wrong approach, you will make errors. And as I mentioned last week, the errors either you sound crazy, and so that's one thing that Alam said, or you, you become an academic and you think that you'll you'll agree with the sages when they make sense to you, and it doesn't just affect. If you think Rav and Shmuel say silly, silly things sometimes, it will affect your opinion of Rav and Shmuel. Instead of them being this divine, way greater than us, and everything, like I mentioned last week, you know, you know, if the Rebbe says something in Chabad, every Chabad wants to what does the Rebbe mean? <laughs> right? What is the... And, and, and if and, and if all the Sabbath says, what does the Rebbe mean? And if you're, and if you, 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 you're a Tom and Ramesha Feinstein, and Ramesha says something, or a Baron says it, the, we want to understand what Rabban said, but when Rav says something, or Shmuel, or Rabbi Yechon, or Rishlakis, and Daf, eh, it doesn't sound. It sounds crazy. You walk, you leave your Daf Yomi. That's the least problem. That's the least problem that you lose covet. The big problem is if I don't think there's no talking about over here, and I think I know better than them, then I'll think in other places I know better than them. You understand that? Then you'll be like a conservative clergyman, like oh, ah, Rabbi Yochanan, he lived to a eighteen hundred years ago. He didn't know too much. We today. We can do what we want, you know. We know more than Rabbi Yochanan. You know Rabbi Yochanan. Do you know who Rabbi Yochanan was? He was mamish and mal Hashem Tzvokas. But you know how that comes? You start saying, ah! Okay, so now the Ramchal is going to um, talk about how Chazal encrypted. How Chazal encrypted. I got it. I'm going to say, Baruch Hashem Tzvokas. 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 Okay, how Chazal encrypted um, uh, the Gata? So number one is Hashela Achadrochem Hashela Limubem is Tvam Shonem. There's multiple ways which Chazal encrypted encrypted a Gata. The first thing is Ha'echadu Derech Hashelas Hamashalom, using metaphors and parables. Vehemadrochem Halitzim Hayeduim. These are let's say uh, literary devices. Halitzim Hayeduim. Eitzo bal hamalitza for expert writers. There's literary devices you use. Ashal yisayid hadimion v'amashal to either a simile or, or, or a parable. Yachsu mikarim upuulos mishen hamikrim ahem or pulos hamnechanim l'klal. So it's a metaphor, and, and the metaphor helps you understand something. Give me, someone give me a metaphor. Anyone? The cow jumped over the moon. No, that's not a metaphor. Metaphor. The hand of God. <laughs> the hand of God. Fine. That's it. That's it. That's, that's right. The anthropomorph- anthropomorphism. Uh, right. It's no. It, it just allows you to understand God's. Right. It's not little. That's actually Sukkim will do that. It's anthropomorphism. Right. But Chazal will do that. They'll talk about metaphors in order to 
flesh things out, or, or, or certainly uh, parables. Right? And there's a message to the parable, but it's not to be taken. The story is not true. It's the parable. It's the, what the parable teaches you, which is true. Derech um, And the second is that they literally and purposefully uh, ex- hid the message. I, I, I actually wrote this down over here. Sefer Yad Eliyahu. He lived um, about, he died about 165 years ago when he was born over 200 years ago. He was the Rav of a of a Polish town called Kalish. Kalish. He was a Talmud of Chaim Volozhin, uh, who was a Gadol Hador. And he was a world-renowned Mukubal Lamdan Talmud Chacham. And in his Yad Aliyah in the Aleph, his 25th piece, uh, he says that even when it's, there's a simple meaning in a Gadda, right, uh, it, it, it apply, that that, uh, uh, that the plain meaning of Agatha is usually not its true meaning. But even when you can read an Agatha and there's a simplistic meaning, there's usually an, a, a deeper depth to it. Right? Even if the story is straight out, there's usually... Right, you look at Lil Benish Chai, he'll always do that, by the way. He'll, he'll read a Gata and you'll see this. And it had made sense without the Benish Chai. But he's telling you, no, that's... And the Benish Chai comes with a Kabbalistic. Always is a Kabbalistic bends. Right? You're reading Benish Chai now, right? Mm-hmm. Always a Kabbalistic bends, right? It's always... He's showing you how the Kabbalah would understand... That Kamara. So even the, so the, 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 the Yad Eliyahu is going to ultimate Talmud in, in, in Nister. tells you that even when there's a simple meaning, there's a deeper meaning to it, which is the main meaning, which is the most important part of it. So there's something to learn simplistically, and there's a depth to it a, a, as well. So how, how do you even know where the narrative of the, the Gemara and the Agatha begins and ends? What do you know that? Well, I mean, the, the Gemara bring examples. Man from Patricia, who to illustrate a halacha, they'll bring a real world event. How would you know that's not a gadita? So, yeah, it's a part of it. The main thing of a is the non halachic, it has some non halachic implications. So, you just stand on its own, maybe. Yeah, but as I mentioned last week, there's even the parts of God have astronomy and science, and as I even mentioned, the Rambam, and Rambam says clearly, all everything of Chazal. Has meaning, and even if you don't make, you don't understand it, you have to know that it's, it's emes. The Rama says you don't necessarily believe the science of it. So the science may be, give you one story, it's, which is they just use the science of time, and they got necessarily the deeper message of it. So you could have a story there which is you halacha, which still may have an agatic. There is a gray line, right? But the main the main thing between agatha and the halachic portions is it has to have mitzvahs halacha some practical halachic ramifications in the Shulchan Aruch, which we would call. And the other portions, be it history, ethics, Talmud divinity, or Alagata. About 90% of Talmud is halachic, about 10% is Agadata. Okay? With Midrashim, like, some Midrashim are solely halachic, like Sifri and Sifra and Nechalta, or, 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 or Sifri and Sifra, certainly. And certainly, like Medrash Rabbah and Medrash Tadchum are all Agadic. <laughs> right. So, but in Talmud, it's at ninety ten. Um, so the Ram, the Ramchalan says that Chazal very often purposely has shalimut tonight in Evloyevirum. They 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 hid the 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 idea and they did not explain it. Uh, 
And they say that they, they, the Talmud sound very strong. Like, anyone who does this is a Russia. Anyone who does this is a righteous. Right? Uh, it, it, it's just like a... You know, which is very important. But this, this, this part of Ramchal is super important. You'll see a, 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 a Nagata, and it'll say, like, very strong. And sometimes you even hear people, like, say things. I'm like... Oh, the Kamara says like, the, like you know, like, and it applies to everyone every time everyone ever lived, you know, like, and, and he quotes the Kamara. So the Mchal says, they say it like a flat out statement, and really, that mimer is applicable to some people sometimes, right? Halacha, Hilcha Shabbos, all people all the time. Brachas, all people all the time, right? You do if you eat bread, you gotta wash and bench. Today, the future, the past. Man, woman, everyone has to do that. That is, universe, all Torah mitzvahs is for all Jews. Now, obviously, if you're a nida, you don't have the capacity to do it, but the point is, all ladies are going to do nida. Right? All people have But he's saying, with Chazal Berta Agata, they'll say, like, it's blanket statement, but it's not always the case. Very often, it's for one situation, or for one time. Or in certain types of places. It sounds like it goes everywhere, but it doesn't. It's not meant as a, as a universal uh, prescription. It's like almost like you ever have a commercial, we'll have the, uh, take this and you'll feel better. And, you know, take this, you'll feel better if you have this and this and this and this and this. Yeah, that's true. But it's not for anyone and not for everyone. And not, you know, it, it's depending on who you are and what your situation is. And even at some medications, some people, their body uh, physiologically works better for us. You know, different strokes for different folks. You know, people ask me, I'm going to the mikvah on Friday. And we say, there are Gedolim who went, there are Gedolim who didn't go. Ultimately, you know, I go because I, I feel it has a positive effect. You know, if I, there are other schoolers or good things that I don't do because I've done it and I don't, I don't, I don't feel a difference. A lot, there's a lot of things I like to do. You know, Talmud Torah is much it. The mikvah works. You know, people's neshamas are, 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 are different also, right? We're, we're programmed a little bit differently, people. You've got to know yourself as well. And even that's subjective, but even objectively, says the Ramachal, it doesn't apply to everyone. It sounds like it when you read it, right? The Ramachal, the Ramachal is not going to say, and a, a caveat, if a 500-page thing, who it applies to, and you have to have, understand how, in the totality of how it works. You're going to follow to the T, you're going to make mistakes, and, you're gonna get, and it will damage you. It will damage you spiritually. Um... Ukvar, my mom robbed me, you're consistent that said you can read Gemara's one Gemara sounds this way, one Gemara sounds this way. Exactly opposite. Right? One's this way, one's this way. Uh the Yayan Velo Pirusha Tanayam, you know why? Because the Gemara's are not fleshing out. The this thing means in this circumstance. And this thing it's coded. It's not meant for anyone to read in all cases, all places, right? What circumstance? Well you got have to have the keys to know. Right, you know, uh, anyone who goes to anyone who makes aliyah, anyone, I'll give you, I'll give you an anyone who makes aliyah is a tzaddik, righteous, and they get a portion of all time. Anyone who makes aliyah is an idiot, shaita, and hurting the Jewish people. Let's say one Gemara in Babo Matthias says that, and then another Gemara in Saita says that. That okay? I'm gonna make that up. So you read both. One guy says anyone who makes aliyah is a tzaddik, righteous person. Blah blah blah. This is great. Now this is gonna say you're a Russian weaker person. This is terrible. And each will bring it on their own way. Well, well you don't understand. The first, I was making this up, by the way. The first Gemara was talking about Enomik if they have a job, and they can find the yeshiva, and their wife is happy, and their kids are happy, 
and everything's legal, that's great. And the second Gemara is saying, if you have teenage kids, someone just told me this week, their, their nephew went in Aliyah to Ramah Shemesh, kids were older, and came out for Derech. You know why? Because they're an idiot. They took a kid in high school, they put them in a system which is completely different, right? And the, the parents are like, I don't, don't, don't think personality. Like, like Russians coming to America. Americans, they, they don't speak the language. They're Yankees, right? They don't get a system. Yeah. And you know what happened? I don't want to, I'm not judging that family, but they, they didn't think carefully when they put a high school kid into that system. What could possibly happen? Who's, whose fault was that, right? Or I tell you, you go to Israel and you're going to be unhappy or you're going to end up collecting stuck So that's the other thing. But you know what the funny thing is? One Gemara says you make Aliyah, you're a tzaddik, righteous person. The other Gemara says you're wicked and you're causing the ruin the Jewish people. And you look at these both, there are two Gemaras, and they don't, they don't explain the details. You understand what I'm saying? It means the Gemara very often will have conflicting statements, but really, they're talking about different things. And then Amchal says, if you just read these things simplistically, I, but it doesn't, that Aliyah thing, it does actually say that kind of stuff, but not I just, that's why I just said it. Um, you know, you'll mess up. Means you'll take the statement as applying to all people at all times, and I've heard people in the shul do these things. I've heard even bigger people say these type of things, and like they say it as a double mukhlat, you know, you know, like, like that. It's an agata piece. It's not meant for all people, all times, all, all, all things. Like right? certain things, you gotta know who, what, where, how these things go. Again, if you're not a programmer, you walk into. Uh, if you don't, you know, you're not, you know, I can show you our, our era of plants. I'm telling you, the structural designs on the poles, it's Chinese. It literally is Chinese. You show it to a structural engineer, oh, blah, 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 you can read in two seconds. I would throw it in the garbage. It looks like, you know, it looks like you can't understand the word it's saying. It's a bunch of equations, which makes no sense. Well, what if you can read something? You know, somebody has some knowledge, but they don't get full knowledge. You know, it's like... Uh, you know, you have some, like sometimes people don't speak Hebrew and they miss, you know, enough Hebrew to understand something, but they mispronounce the, they misunderstand the words. Or Yiddish, like, you know, you get the guy there and, you know, something, a little, little knowledge is actually dangerous. So a person knows a little bit of knowledge of the Gemara and they say, oh, they say this Gemara says this. But a fool, the Gemara is, is a totality. That was one snippet of the Yam HaTalmud, right? You understand how people could possibly do this. So Ramachal says, Chazal put it in, and therefore, if you don't understand that, you will make mistakes. And there, there are contradictions very often in shots. I can, we can all see there's a Gemara here versus a Gemara there. And you have to understand how those two Gemaras, and they're not, they're not conflicting. They're talking about different things. But they're said as blanket statements. Does this also include like the Ben Olam Haba statements or the like Nikra Logazar Din Shalshivim Shana type of statements? Yeah, also there's a context to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it doesn't mean like if you do this, you're a Ben Olam Haba and that's a... No, well, like well I don't I don't I, 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 I'm not saying any particular statement right now. That's how I go in. I can talk about separate, separate at a different time. Uh, if you if you say Ashray three times a day and you and you do drugs and sleep with foreign ladies and break Shabbos and eat treif, no, 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 no. It it just it, 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 it does mean though that a person who's affected by Ashray and they think what Ashray means and it affects the Shama, right, is on that path. Right? When you when you when you when you're inculcating it. It doesn't mean there are all, all circumstances for all people, right? And if you know the difference between uh, Ben Olam Haba, why, what does that mean, a Ben Olam Haba? There's a different context to it. And it doesn't mean it's in, that itself could be something you would get, and you could lose it in other ways. I'm just giving you a very brief thing. But that's the point, though. There, even that's a simplistic statement. 
It's not like the Gemara brought Basra with these crazy stories. It's like the Gemara brought last week to the Baye in Megillah, like, you know, which, which there it's a pretty flight, and even there it's, you have to understand the context of it. Um, the, I do a Koldar Megvulo, like, I, if you've ever heard Shir by Mesh Shapiro, it's very hard to understand. But he would take all these guys and give one approach to understand them all. And how they're not say so. Mesh Shapiro would show you how all these things are, are really saying different vantage points and angles to the same Nakuda, right? But they're not, there's no steer. I, he felt it was one of the things I used to go to share Thursday night is that there's no steers in Rishonim, there's no steers in Gemara. You just have to understand how it applies. Okay? That's the Ramchal. A person understands shots and how their gods apply. So they're all 100% true and there's no contradictions. There's no contradictions. It's talking about different people. It's talking about different times. Or there's a hidden meaning to it. It doesn't mean what you think it does. Also by braces. I was just learning that... I started learning some B'in today, we're learning uh, Bishel, and um, you have a Brisa and a Stira and a Brisa. So one Brisa is contradictory to the other. Either one's not true, or they're, they're a contradiction. And then the Gemara will say, No, we're really talking about over here is this, and everything then makes sense. It's not a contradiction. The Gemara says, No, this is talking about this kind of case, this kind of case, and then everything works, right? So says the Ramchal, the second way which they encrypted Agatha is they put it Derech Elam, and they have, like, sometimes you just have blanket statements, but there's different applications, different times, different places, different zones, different, right? Some is all times, some is sometimes, some is some people, we have to know what it is. I can just give you a very simple example. Today, you know, this applies to this, and this applies to this, which is that Aliyah example. The Gemara does it all the time, by the way. Agatha does it all the time. Right, somebody does chesed. Right, I right, give you an example. There's one gemara says that you should be, you should be such a masmid that your family should suffer. There's another one that says if your family suffers, you're you're a wicked person. Like, well, which one's true? It can't be. It can't. It's one or the other, right? So you have okay. It's context. You have to know how, how, what, where. Number three, the way the chazal encrypted is derech hakalas. Haderech hashlishi was kalas. They made things seem trivial. This divine or profound or important thing, they'll put it. That's not like a light idea, not so important. Like a little simple muscle. And really, it is the, the most lofty and, uh, and, and holy things. You have to understand the remises, the, the hints, the, the remes. Somebody who gets it, gets the depth of Torah, could take the, the small hint to understand deep thoughts, lofty things. Things which seem simple, things which are revealed are really very, very deep, shiba deep. Derech Marshal. Keshi Amru Yankuso, this is actually Gemara in Shabbos Kufna Base, Yankuso Kalila Dorde, that the crown of the youth is roses. Kalila Dorde, 
uh, young Kusak, so that the youth, its Klilat's crown is Dorde roses. Savusa, the Gemara, that Gemara on Kufnan Bay is, is learning about Psukim and Kohalas. And uh, Savusa is Kalule Dilchofe. And an older person, this crown is like either weeds or um, uh, or, or nettles, something like that. V'chan Adla Avdim Echashina, that a person, it says, Adla Avdim Echashina, he searched where he had not lost. Actually, the Gemara said he was bending down and he looks like he was looking for something over there and it lost. So he says, like, these Gemara sounds like crowns of roses. So I'm not sure what the Rebbe means. I know that the Ben Yoyada on that Gemara says that youth is a crown of roses and old age is a crown of nettles, which means as follows. You watch your eyes. You beat your eight on your 20, 30, 40. It's a crown of roses. You, you just think great. You're the champion. You do when you're 88 years old. You know, you have no hormones. I'm saying it's like, you know, it's hard. So Benny Yehudah, for example, he understands this as telling you what, what. So it sounds like youth is a crown of roses. You know, it sounds like some poet. You know, like uh, you know, some some you know, some, someone in England in the in the 18th century. Youth is a crown of roses. Old age is a crown of nettles. No, really, so the Benny I'm not sure that I'm calling the same thing, but it means there's a big depth to it. It's a simple, there's a simple meaning here, right? We can all understand that there's something special about youth. There's something not as desirable about being old. There's actually, there's other statements in the Chazal that talk about the praise of Chachma is young, old age, right? great things, more wisdom, it adds on, age comes experience. But in this case, you read the Gemara, it says, crown is, youth is a crown of roses. You think it sounds like, you know, poetic. Like, you know, it could be Thoreau or Scott or one of these uh, poets over here. And old age is a crown of nettles or, 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 or thorns, but really, it's just, you know, it's trying to depth to that. Times when he halts. So it sounds simple, but it's depth. I just give you the Benyarez shot, right? Crown of roses because look what you've accomplished. Look what you do when you watch your eyes as a young man, right? Look what you do when you're full of passion, you know, or you're at a job and you push yourself to learn Torah when you're young. You're 80 and you're retired, you have all the time in the world, so it's less impressive. You wake up now early, you stay up late, and you do it. That's the crown of roses. But you could really want it sounds simple. I'm really saying a profound idea. And even that shot, I'm sure there's much deeper shots than that as well. Number four, and Amchal says, Oitzer Shateda, Shedvam Rami Ikiri Sosri Muzam, this is very, very important. Very important. Says the Ramchal, very often, what Chazal did is they took the fundamental ideas and they put it in the science or the astronomy of their time. They make a lesson out of it, like the, the, of their generation, what the math was or the science of the astronomy. It was not meant to teach you science or astronomy. There's a side there. Right? There's there's a there's a, a lesson there, which has nothing to do with that. Um It's like in the old Greek parable to use animals as like the mushal. So very often right, you know like the fables or fable but it's a parable of animals. 
So they, they would use science or astronomy to teach you a deeper lesson. But that's how people talked in their day. That was what was out there. Uh, really what they're trying to do is, this is encryption, right? So they made it like they'd be talking about one thing, and talking about something else. Um... Uh, and in the, in the future generation, the encryption would have been different. But you encrypt on the way people in your day and generation understand. Actually, Rabbi, was that the book, The Juggling of the King? You know, Rabbi Feldman, Aaron Feldman, who said it was Shiva of Yisrael, so he talks about the Gemara's of Rabbi Barachana and, and the Gemara's of Dvei Atuna, the Embucheris, which that book is all about the Vilna Goyen's explanations on them. Okay? Well, if, if sometimes they're taught, taught, taught to, those are things teaching you actually halakhic ramifications. Like when someone in Rosh Hashanah are there to teach you the calendar, that's a halakhic. It's not a guide. But there's other ones that have nothing to do with halakha. It's just like, the sages have said like this. I mean, it has nothing to do with it's, it's It's a guide to, you understand? We really have Rosh Hashanah, they're calculating, you know, Kiddush Levano, inherently it's, it's halachic. So it depends on the context. There. Yeah, I don't think, if I was learning Rosh Hashanah again, I don't think I'd necessarily understand. I mean, again, I wouldn't have the skills to know where the guide is. Right, but some things are not. black and white, a guide, right? Yeah, but it's certainly some astronomical stuff. Right, right, over. right, exactly. So you'd have to know where, where, yeah. where, where, where the line is. But his point is, when it's talking about Agatha Gemara's, um, they, they'll use science or astronomy as the lavush, as the shal. It's just the way people talked to, uh, 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 in that time. That's how. That's the vessel to teach the lesson. But, oh, it's like if you talk to farmers, you give mashalom farmers. If you're in Google or Yahoo, you give mashalom in high tech. It's just, but there's a deeper message to it, right? If you you know when 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 they're having Morse code or the army was talking a language, they'll pretend they're having a conversation. Right, if you're an Israeli army, you know that people, whether it's the Russians or the Chinese or the Americans or the Arabs, certainly trying to intercept your cults, you'll carry on a conversation which sounds like a normal conversation in, in intelligence, but it really means something different. Out there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's an encryption there, right? Uh, so they encrypted it in the science or astronomy of the day. But also in Atzmam, uh, you have to know, says the Ramchal, Shechazal, Shitasam Holchem, Shadvam Gashmim, Misnagim, Umispal, Mikokos Rufim in him. And you have to know it's very important. Ramchal, throughout his works, uh, stresses it that everything in the physical world has a spiritual source. Um, this is a very big Kabbalistic idea. Everything in the physical world. Has a spiritual source. The Hainu Hamalachim, Hashedim Hamazikim, whether it's angels or Shedim or negative spiritual forces, right? What we do, we're interconnected, we are plugged into the celestial system, whether we see it or not. And we're affected by above, and they're affected by what we do up here. It goes both ways, it pings both ways. Right, what we do affects the celestial worlds, and what what's we in the celestial worlds affect us. So if the world out there is toma, we're going to be pulled down by it. And if we do or, it will affect. I mean, I'm just a very cliff note version of that. 
person doesn't realize this, when you're talking about everything physical and spiritual, that connection, right, you won't have a correct understanding about things. Uh, and so that's after he makes these four things. This is very briefly, I'm going to hold here, I'll next week I'll pick up, I'll finish this, because uh, then he'll talk about how you understand Sukkim, which are homiletically and interpretively, because uh, that's also part of a God. So many a lot of medrashes that way. Uh, the Ramchal says, just to reiterate, because last week I did a Gemara to illustrate the Ramabash, which is, this is a little bit longer. The Ramchal says that when Chazal uh, was necessitated to, uh, we necessity, felt it was a necessity to, to write down Tershavapah, the halachic parts they wrote down, and there there's uh, encryption, but it's a lower level of encryption. The Agarata had a much higher level of encryption because, for two reasons. Number one is because it's the most precious, the most sensitive, and also that the margin of error is very great. And the problem, again, if a person makes the wrong bracha on strawberries, what's the bracha on strawberries? Adama. Let's say a person is saying ha'etz, wrong bracha, kenzanzi and bracha lavatella, and you're eating that. But you know what? You come to a bracha's kals one day, can fix it. You wrong walk around wrong understanding is a god, wrong understanding the reward or punishment, wrong understanding the purpose of the world. That's gonna have large effects, right? You think wrong understanding what tikkun olam is, wrong understanding what marriage is, right? I mean, these are major things. You you get the wrong you know the Torah a guy has a lacking this about chinuch raising children, the psychology of children, the psychology of chinuch. You get the wrong ideas about chinuch. You mess up a kid. <laughs> you go. You can't even go back to the future. It's not like you just erase the past. You mess up a kid. It's really, you mess up a marriage. You mean the marriage tomorrow is wrong. You just go back there. Agatha talks about all this, right? And there's a lot of depth. To, uh, intimacy is a is a big chelik of Kabbalah. Not big chelik. It's a chelik of Kabbalah in this, right? Right. I mean, you get the wrong impressions of that. You can really mess up. So they didn't want anyone there, but the level of encryption was higher. And it was for people who understand, and they could be the ones who disseminate, not any Joe Schmo on the street. Um, and therefore, and they warned us that Chazal did not speak straight. And as I quoted the Yahu, in fact, even when it does sound straight, you should know there are always deeper meanings. There are always deeper meanings. And then there are about four ways of how Chazal put it down. Number one is they put it down in metaphors or in parables. Number two is they purposely hid things. And they have statements which seem to be contradictory, but really, because it's hidden, the, the, the details are hidden. And I give you that Aliyah example. I, I just made it up on the spot. I could have done that with Chesed or Torah. Big ideas, right? You know, living is a big thing. I can say, anyone who learns Torah this way, anyone who learns Torah this way, and you see Gemara's do that all the time, right? If one Rebbe, actually, great example. One Gemara says, have one Rebbe. You know, have many Rebbe's. Well, one's talking about Bikis, once I'm at Ian, right? But if you read, we'll have one Rabbi where Mary Rabbi, it sounds like the Kamara's contradiction, but it's talking about two different ideas. Um, number th- the third way is it makes things seem trivial. Right? He brought the example of a, a, a youth who have a crown of roses, which is, uh, it sounds like some little poet, you know, a little poem. It sounds like a simple idea, and really there's a depth to it. So they put simple ideas, which are memory devices, but there's a tremendous depth what that thing means. And number four is they couched it in the language of the generation, be it astronomy, be it, uh, 
you know, be it uh, uh, science, be it math, be it things which have nothing to do with the depth of the chazal, but they gave the lesson in, the, in what people were interested in. You know, I want someone, someone to have like sports Torah. They take a sports game and talk about the Torah, but you can miss the, what the, the Torah part. You see, if all your focus is on the sports, right? But the sports or the science, it wasn't about the sports and it wasn't about the science. The reason the Chazal brought it down was to teach a lesson, but if you just think it's that, you'll miss the boat. Then the Nabchal ends, by the way, you should just make sure you know that everything in the physical and the spiritual is interconnected because you can't understand Chazal. You can't understand a God without this. Next week, we'll pick up with the Halimun Pesukim. All this is important, by the way, because we all learn a God, by the way. I, you know, I started this because of that class, which I, I was where I objected to something the person said. Seriously. But I'm happy I'm doing this because really, when you, if you don't understand how the Nagata, you know, you're really missing a big chilek of Torah and the dangers are great. Okay, thank you. Sure. Sure.